Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Taiwo Dukoya, the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shape on your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Supernatural harvest. Tell your neighbor, say supernatural harvest. Talk to somebody and say supernatural harvest. So really, what's supernatural? Somebody just talks supernatural. What's supernatural? Beyond the natural. So when you begin to achieve or reaching your target beyond the natural, unexplainable by the natural, uh-huh, then we are talking about you. And that's what God has said will happen. Has he done it before? Oh, severally. Who are these people that enjoy this benefit? You will see. Praise the Lord. Amen. So let's start from our scriptures for the year. Revelation chapter 3, verses 7 and 8. Or oh, well, verse 7. Praise the Lord. Unto the church in Philadelphia, right. This thing says he who is holy, who is true, who holds the keys of David. He who shuts and no man opens, and opens and no one shuts. I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door, which no man can shut. Your strength is small. He knows your work. That you have kept my word. I have not denied my name. Now, that forms the basis for the open door. Glory be to God in the highest. I say, glory be to God in the highest. Glory be to God in the highest. So I have come to terms with this several years ago, actually, by the grace of God, that <laughs> Taiwo, don't you ever get deceived because it's natural. It's very natural. I mean, it is natural. You'll be, you be deceiving yourself. You think that you're special. It doesn't occur to you. It doesn't happen with you. It happens to everybody. It's natural if you are not careful to get to a time in your life to think that it's by your hands. It's your ability. It's because I'm intelligent. I'm very hardworking. That's why I get these things. I worked hard for it. Where, yeah, yes. I'm very intelligent. I'm very, you know, good. Yes, you are. But what we must understand is that if God does not give the increase, it doesn't come. And so what that tells you is that no matter how good you are, your strength is not sufficient for what you're getting. It's because God is behind you. And to understand that is to know that you always achieve where you are not very capable of achieving. It's just the way God does it. And that, you begin to understand that that's the way it is with your life and with God, the creator and the savior. And if that be the case, then you can always trust him, definitely. And to then begin to trust him based on the fact that I know I'm never adequate for what he wants me to do, but I know I will always accomplish because he will never leave me alone. He will always keep the door open for me. He will always give me the impetus and the power and give me the wherewithal to always achieve. Then I know I can never fail, no matter how big, no matter how tedious, no matter how impossible the issue may be. Why? Because it's not my power in the first place. And you know what that does? It keeps me humble. Which is self is a seed, I'm sorry. And anywhere God sees humility, he elevates you. It's just the way it works. And the fact that I'm depending on him again, where does that place me? He places me where? In the bracket of those who are living by faith. I'm living by the fact that, look, he is the one asking me to do it, and I know I'm not that capable, but I know that he doesn't just call me to do something and leave me alone. He will always back me up. So I depend on him to satisfy his desires or his expectations in the assignments he's committed to me. So I'm living dependent on him. That's what God enjoys. 
because that's how to please him. That's just how to please him. So you can see that you have, as it were, the secret to greatness. What is it? Just depend on God. That doesn't mean that you should be lazy. You are put, doing your best, remember? Your strength is small. It's because you are doing your best. You are doing your best. So you are sowing a seed. But the seed you are sowing is not commensurate with the harvest you are getting. Supernatural. Why? Because you depend on God. Though I'm sowing the seeds, I'm plowing the ground, I'm sowing my seeds, and oh, I'm expecting stuff. But what I'm going to get, or what I'm getting, is far beyond what naturally I should get. And I'm ever living... Oh, I feel the fire now. I'm ever living my life expecting that to be the... Hello? The rhythm of my life. Achieving beyond natural capacity. So it's sowing and harvest. But remember, you get beyond what? I know. Anytime I hear anybody speaking or talking or preaching in that area, I know he's talking about me. So I'm careful to listen. So you're talking grace, I know you're defining me. You're talking special message of God. Oh, you're talking of me. I know, I know, you don't need to tell me. I know. So if you anybody say, if not for God, you're just calling my name. So this morning, I just want to remind you of some basic principles in the kingdom. And believe, I mean, honest, believe me, it will help you. It will help you. It's helping me. Genesis 8.22. Shall we read together? Now, God was speaking to us through the pen of Moses. He wrote Genesis, I mean the first five books, according to the Pentateuchs. And so God was speaking, and what, what is he saying here? As long as what? Uh, is the earth still in existence? Oh, so that means that, oh, I feel the fire now. That means that this law is still binding. Come on, is somebody hearing me? This is a natural law, and it is still binding. If you drop a seed on the ground, it will grow. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, day and night shall not cease. You just came through the night, and now you are approaching the night again. In the same way, if you drop seed, you harvest. Drop it, you harvest. Drop it. So the more you drop, the more. Because as long as the earth remains, and when Jesus, when God will have some things to achieve on earth, guess what? He followed the same principle. For God so loved all that he gave is only that whosoever so he gave and he got so many. <laughs> Can't you see that whatever your assignment in life, follow this principle? Here, Jesus he said, A seed of corn will remain singular, except it drops to the ground and die, and then it will grow and produce thousands. God followed the principle, Jesus followed. Ah, he said, Look, my life is mine, I lay it down willingly. And when I'm done, I picked it up again. 
He knew he had to. Remember in the kind of Gethsemane, he said, Lord, if only this cup will pass. So, but you see, it's not my will. Your will, Lord. Your will. Because he had to surrender his life so that we can become his brethren. Can you see the pattern of the kingdom? As long as it is the earth, everything in life follows that principle. Honest. You see, it doesn't matter where you are today. Follow me closely. It's supernatural harvest for you. In the name of Jesus. Two, can you go to Mark chapter 4 quickly? 26. Mark 4. I just, just to remind you, these are some things that you don't ever forget in your life. Mark 4. Okay. And Jesus said, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. Now, try to explain. How can I explain the kingdom, really? How can I explain what is not visible to those who live their lives in the natural realm? They live their lives by what they see, they feel, they touch, they smell, they taste. How can you explain the invisible kingdom? He said, it's like a man taking seeds and scattering them on the ground. Can you see? So what is binding on earth is just God establishing this kingdom here. And we follow the principles. We don't even know what we're doing. Ah. And if you look at this chapter, the whole chapter from one to the end, it was explaining the same thing. Seed and harvest, seed and harvest, seed and harvest, seed and harvest, seed and harvest. In fact, we're told that with many more parables, Jesus explained to them. And if, well, if they are all to be written, it, I mean, man, there will be no, no space. But if we just pick this one to let us see that he said that a man is like a man that will take, I mean, pick seeds and scatter on the ground. Yes, verse 27, quickly. And she what? Sleep by night and rise by day. That is, follow the natural course of events. Begin to live naturally. Scatter the seed naturally. And live your life naturally. What will happen? Uh, and, uh, and the seed will be what? She what? Sprout. And do what? Grow. Aha. Uh -huh. He himself what? Come on, talk to me. Again, I can't hear you. As long as it's the earth. And man, he's scattering seeds. How it grows is not your business. It will grow. It's a principle of life that God will honor whether it's from unbeliever or believer. It's the truth. As long as it's the earth, it's a scattered. What about your business naturally? It will grow. As long as it's the earth. You heard it from God through Moses. You can hear it now from the lips of Jesus. For the earth yields what? Come on, talk to me. What yields? No, what yields? The earth yields crops of its own. So the earth is just waiting for seeds. <laughs> I feel the fire again. When I felt that time, it was on my finger. I feel it in my heart. Somebody is making a decision, that's why. I don't know who you are, but you're making a decision never to be poor morally again in your life. Amen. Never to be poor financially. Amen. Never to be poor maritally. Amen. You are saying, I'm catching this. That's why I feel it. Father, I release it in Jesus' name.
They achieve crops by self. First the blade, then the head, after that the full grain. But remember, what was it was a man scattering seeds. I'm going to bed. I'm going about his normal everyday business. And suddenly there's harvest. <laughs> after that, the head, and after that, the full grain in the head. But when the grain ripens, immediately he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. The truth is this whether you deliberately sow the seeds or, deliberately, or you don't deliberately sow the seeds, harvest will always come. Is somebody hearing me? As long as we're on earth, harvest will always come. See, the human being is the vessel for sowing seeds. God has positioned you as a human being to scatter seeds through. And that's why everything about you is planting seeds. What you think, the word you speak, your attitude to life, your behavior to people, you are always planting seeds. Now you go about your normal life, but your seeds will grow. Harvest will come. You see the way it works? So why are we saying this? So that you can live your lives intentionally. Because chances are we live our lives to chance. Whether we are living it to chance or otherwise, we are planting and sowing. But where we have knowledge and then we direct our knowledge towards our lives, you will reach harvest in the name of Jesus. Now you understand why I don't miss words and I know it that every time I have to speak and of course all who are are in agreement with me and we're working together, all of us ministers, when we speak here, we may be saying what is said everywhere but we are, are, look, we are stirring up the leadership in you. You will rise up. It's just the way it is. In Jesus' name. If we speak his word the way he wants us to speak and with the mandate he's given us in in this church, you will mature. In the name of Jesus. You just find yourself defining leadership by the life you live. And how do you know? People will follow you. Automatically you become a blessing. By the words you speak, by the seeds you sow, by what you give, by what you hey, by what you think. It's just the way it is. Harvest will always come. Another scripture quickly. So that you can appreciate it. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6. Yeah, Paul was speaking. He was trying to correct some troubles in the church. Can you see? Even, even settling quarrel in the church, trying to remove strife in the church, see what he's using. Seed and harvest is just the principle of the kingdom. He said, I planted. And he was talking about ministering the word. Apollos watered. He was talking about ministering the word. He said, but who gives the increase? So in other words, drop your seed, plant your seed. See, you still need God. He ordained it to be so. But don't because you say, I've now known the principle, I don't need God. You still need God. Otherwise, how do you explain crop failure? And I realized in the Bible, when God wants to judge and punish people, he said they will plant and they will never reap. And by the way, you remember the judgment in the Garden of Eden? He said, henceforth, when you cultivate, he was telling man, when you cultivate, he said, you get thorns and briars. That means that you, they will plant corn, they will plant maize, they will plant potato, bananas, yam, okra, everything. And before, before they scratch, oof, 
But now when he plants it, it stones out. So God is still behind it. So never get to a place where you don't. I thank God for your lives. You say, why? Why will you be coming to church? In spite of how God has turned you out to be. You're looking good, you're healthy, you're very successful. So what you're saying is that I know where my power comes from. I know who is behind me. And that's why, that's why your success today is nothing. You haven't seen anything yet. In the name of Jesus. Pastor Ty, why are you talking us happy? No, I'm talking you, I'm talking you righteous. I'm talking you to believe in the word of God. It's true. So, Pastor, it's okay for those of us who are still believing you to make it in life. What about those who have made it? You are the ones saying they have made it. God sees that what they have today is still a seed. If you follow this principle, no matter how big you are today, you are, that's still a seed. Uh-uh. When I say that, you look at some people, you look at me, thank you. You say, Pastor, you're already fine. Thank you. But it's still a seed. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory be to God in the highest. Amen. Amen. So is God behind it. So you can see, as long as the earth remains, Satan and have it overseas. Ah, and number two, hey, that's the pattern of the kingdom. That's the principle of the kingdom bearing on the earth. Number three, God is always behind this natural, seemingly natural phenomenon. So he can still tweak it anyhow. Otherwise, I do explain those who get 30 and those who get 60 and those who get 100. The same seed, the same ground, the same sun, the same rain. Tell the universe it's supernatural. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Then Proverbs chapter 11, Proverbs 11, 24. It says, there is one who scatters. And yet what? Come on. So, I said, how do, we, how do you liken the kingdom of heaven? It's like a man that scatters seed. <laughs> so, men that scatter seed increase. On earth, men that scatter seed don't. What happens to them? I can't. Okay, let me ask him. As long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest will never cease. The kingdom of God is like a man that scatters what? And then living naturally. And yet, but I see that's what? Scatters. And what happens? So somebody is already starting to increase. In the name of Jesus, we are looking at laws, divine laws that governs the kingdom that are bearing on our time now. Bearing on our time. So they see that scatters and yet what? Increases more. And there is evil withholds more than is right. But what happens? Because this negates the law. And this is the natural thinking. The natural man holds everything to himself. But the spiritual man, though God is blessing so much, he has enough, he keeps on giving. Glory be to God in the highest. We thank God for such a beautiful arena. Can you imagine this kind of house? Thank God for those who gave. What if they didn't give? And we're all enjoying it. <sighs> Did they are giving? Is they giving a blessing? Yes. Does it glorify God? Yes. Did he reduce them? I bet you no. 
Has he increased them? Yes. Uh-huh. They won't, they are not the type to come and talk because they just keep quiet. They just share and keep quiet because God, they will increase. There are some people that have money and they use the rest of their life defending the money. They are afraid. There are some people that have it and yet it keeps on increasing and they just keep on here. They are scatterers. Second Corinthians chapter 9. Second Corinthians chapter 9, quickly, verse 10. Second Corinthians 9, 10. All right. Can we read it together? Now, may he what? Uh-huh. To the sower. And? Uh-huh. 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 See, what are we taking from here? Is God that supplies the seeds. Because somebody saying, where do I get the seeds from? I say, your smile can be a seed. Everything you do, as long as you are alive, everything you do constitutes a seed that will produce more for your life. It's a life of causes and effects. That's what we're saying. And Galatians in chapter 6 verse 7 says, it will amount to a mockery of God. If I'm sowing something and I'm thinking I won't get it back, you will meet it in the front. You meet it up front, multiplied. It is the law of as long as the earth remains. So don't say, I don't have seeds because you limit every seed to money. No. Sow the seed you have. Where money is needed, that seed will produce money for you. I'm not joking. Honest, I'm not joking. Because it is God that supplies the seeds. And for everyone that has come to understand these principles in the kingdom, understand that God will not assign you without giving you the necessary seeds. Example. After 40 years, he jumped out because he knew that God will use him to save the children of Israel. So he jumped out and he thought he was doing it in good faith. But then until he committed murder and he thought it was hidden. Why? Because if I leap in the arms of the flesh, I will get a carnal result. And so he moved. Some truth about what he did. Yes, God will use him. He said he designed well. But he went in his own strength. He failed at that point to realize that it, you still need God. And so the Egyptian died. And by the time the following day that he saw two Israelites fighting and he was trying to say to them, he said, don't come and kill me. Like, Aye. It's like, this is leaked. So he escaped. Hello? And for 40 years that followed, he had lost up in that. He didn't think it would ever happen again. He had resigned himself to be in the service of his father-in-law, Jethro, and has married there, and was raising a family, and was in the employment of his father-in-law. And he was at work one day, taking the sheep and the cows and the camels away to graze when he had an encounter with God. And God said, you know, we have an agreement. This is the time. He said, what agreement? So you are going back to Egypt. Eh? As, a, as a matter of fact, you are going to Pharaoh. He felt so inadequate. He said, me, Pharaoh, you want to kill me? 
What do I have to measure up? Pharaoh knows her. Then he started complaining and complaining and adducing all kind of reasons for, I mean, why he would not go. But Moses, that is why you were born. Oof, I feel the fire. Guess how God solved the problem? Say, what is in your hand? We are talking going to Pharaoh to, to free the children of Israel. It's like going to Donald Trump to come and talk about why Nigerians should stay undisturbed in America. So what do you mean? But even that's not that serious because Donald Trump will just say, who is this man? They won't allow you to see him. And if you see him, they'll say he's a joker. They'll tell you to go away. They banish you from there. That's all. But that one, they will catch him and kill him in Pharaoh's court. So God said, what do you have in your hand? Ladies and gentlemen, listen to me. No matter how big, no matter how gigantic your assignment is, all you need from God is a seed. If I pray a prayer for me, I say, God, show me the, show me the requisite seeds for my assignment. Sometimes the seed will be to serve somebody problem. Sometimes it will be just take care of the sick person. Sometimes it will be encourage that leader. No boy. Everybody thinks he has no problem. Can you tell him that I love him and I'm behind him? Sometimes you may, you may be just be smart. I person like, wow. Somebody said to me, I was in the traffic in the US and I was, ha, ah, it was a very horrible day. From nowhere, I just saw this dirty looking Caucasian. The way he appeared by the, by, this, by the window. I didn't see him coming. I didn't see him in the mirror. I didn't see him. I just saw him. I, said, I shook. And was saying, please help me. Ah. So when I look into the face, say, I don't know what happened to me. It was like I was looking at Jesus' face. I was scared. My own problems eluded me. Vanished immediately. What's this? So I didn't know. I said, quickly, when the boom, see, I shivered home. So I was asking my friend that was coming behind me if he saw him. He said he didn't see him. So it may just be an act of kindness. God will always give you the seed for your assignment. But the interesting thing is that it will not look like, like, like it, it will measure up. Seeds are very tiny, they're usually insignificant. So he supplies seeds to the sower. He who supplies seed to the sower now produces bread from what from the seed. He will give bread to the for food. And he will increase the fruit of your righteousness. Now the question is this: what is multiplied? It is the seed. He will always provide seeds. Now, uh, you can always have a lot of reasons not to, just like Moses did. And that's Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 4. Quickly, 11, 4. Help me, everybody. He will what? He will not what? You what? People will always find reasons not to sow seeds. Remember, seeds are everything you will do on earth. Forgiveness. Yeah. Gentleness. 
forbearance hello not coveting other persons avoiding critical spirits because why as long as you are not the one there's, there's always there's something wrong with it learn to encourage and appreciate people they are seeds rejoice with them who are rejoicing those who are mourning yes he said mourn with them try and comfort them they are seeds isn't that the principle here today if you had a hundred million stacked away ten years ago how much would that be? I've been, they said it would have been somewhere around one point, about a million, about 1.2 million. So if I've been stacking away then, today how much will it be? 200,000. Why? Because you, 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 stopped, you stored it and hid it. And then it's losing value. It's only in Nigeria. No. That's why there's investment. You don't leave money sitting for so long in your bank. Even abroad, if you leave it, they'll say, hey, you want to invest it? They'll keep on troubling you. You don't leave money sitting there. Anything can happen. The, this world, you must invest it. What is invest? Put it into something. Don't hurt it. I told them the story of the person in those days where they stored pounds. One pounds was one pound to one British pound in those days. So that man hid, the man hid the money. Hid it in a trunk box. Those iron boxes. They hid their money, parted it, hid the money, stored them there. They didn't know that. They changed the money. And when they brought it out, the money was paper. So, you know, you have to get it moving. What you sow, you invest. Because it, you will reap it. Otherwise, it will amount to a mockery of God. So there are times that they will call you fool because you are investing. Anywhere that you have been taken for a fool because you sowed a seed. Always remember that the ground will yield. Your seed can never be lost. They refuse to say thank you to you. Don't let it bother you. The one that supplies seeds and that supports everything to grow will say thank you to you in a way that only him can say thank you. So concluding, now that's the pattern that's the method in the kingdom if you do what he says to do you get what he says you could get period and you get it overwhelmingly but listen to this look at this one scripture quickly i'll give you about three genesis 12 10 quickly genesis 12 10 good shall we read together now there was a famine in the land and abraham went down to Egypt to dwell there for the famine was severe in the land quickly go on and it came to pass i can't hear you when he was close to entering Egypt, he said to Sarah, his wife, Indeed, I know that you are a woman of beautiful countenance. Come on, go ahead. Therefore, it will happen when the Egyptian sees you that they will say, this is, a, this is his wife, and they will kill me, but they will let you live. Please, say, say you are my sister, that it may be well with me for your sake, and that I may live because of you. Uh, so it was when Abraham got into Egypt that the Egyptians saw the, the, the woman, uh, that she was very beautiful. And wait a minute, wait a minute. How old was Sarah dying? At least, maybe 86 Maybe 90, I don't know. She wasn't 75. If at 80, kings are still chasing her. If you are sitting near a woman, tell them that God has made you very beautiful. You are beautiful. Tell them, tell them, tell them, tell them, tell them, tell them. 
if nobody is talking to you look at me god has made you very beautiful you are very very beautiful we say what about the wrinkle that's what you attract them <laughs> no but it's true i'm talking supernatural harvest it starts from the heart believe in me it starts from the heart okay so the princess the, the princess of pharaoh also saw her and recommended her to pharaoh and the woman was taken to pharaoh's house he treated abraham well why pharaoh treated abraham well <laughs> why begin to get gifts why because of because of sarah treated him well uh, for her sake he had sheep oxen male donkey male and female servants female donkeys and camels wow go ahead but the law plagued Pharaoh and his house with great plague because of Sarah, Abraham's wife. Quick, quick, quick. And Pharaoh called Abraham and said, What is this you've done to me? Why did you not let I mean tell me that she was your wife? Why did you say she's my sister? I must have taken her as my wife. Now therefore, here is your wife. Take her and go your way. Next line. So Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him. Uh, and they sent him away with his wife and all that he had. Next one. Then Abraham went up from Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, and lot with him to the south. Abraham was what? I can't hear you. In what? And? And? Was he rich? No. Very rich. Now, don't ask me. He sowed seeds. But, uh, didn't he tell a lie? I don't. Yes, yes, it's obvious. Pastor, why did God bless him? Don't ask me. <laughs> My only answer is this he was a covenant child of God. And he, was, he allowed fear to rule him there. But the covenant of God still remains sure for him. When you get to heaven, ask God. <laughs> but you see, covenant worked for him. He got there in famine, shivering. He left there a very rich man. You cannot predict where the harvest will come from and how it will come. God will give you a supernatural harvest. I'm telling you, expect. Expect. God wants to, wants to expect from him. Uh, Genesis 26.1, quickly. Now, don't turn to it. Let me just explain. Remember Isaac? Famine. Did the same thing. God said, don't go down to Egypt. Then he planted in, the, in, in Gera. And in the same year, he reaped what? A hundred percent. What does that mean, hundred percent? It's God that gives increase. Remember? And then he became great. In farming. And then continued to be great. In farming. And he became very great in farming. Abraham became very rich in farming. Isaac became very great in farming. Again, why? Covenant. You don't need to turn to it. Genesis 41. Ah, after escaping murder, Pete, then lie by Potiphar's wife, prison. Wow. Guess what? He ruled the land. Everything came under him except Pharaoh. How? I don't know. Supernatural harvest. One of the best examples of sowing in tears. Going continually. He, he didn't change. He continued to sow righteousness and reap mercy. He ruled the land. Again, explain. 
Joseph covenant. Is it Joseph or Jacob? Joseph covenant. What about Jacob himself? Remember Jacob? The man changed the wages ten times. Guess what? And then I make sure that all the speckled and the striped animals, he took them far away. Joseph, I mean, Jacob prayed and prayed, and God said, Look, I'll do something. So he now painted it, make the paint like that. How did he do it? He had no pencil. He cut the tree and patterned it like that and put it where they would drink. Eh? And in his dream, he now saw that all the males that were mating with all the female animals were like that. And when they come to drink and they are seeing that, they will give birth to that. I said, Me, I can't explain. And I'm still waiting for science to explain uh, whether they have, uh, whether the DNA thing they are doing now, we explain it, I don't understand. But I said to myself, and I told him for service, how can you and your wife, black as me, be making love in Karanamoda or Ijebode? No, Ijebode is popular. Or Ilese, Ijebode. Uh, it's a big, it's a town too. So, uh-huh. How can you be making love there? But because your wife, we always see the magazine where Trump is. <laughs> so when she will give birth, she now give birth to look like Trump. Because she saw Trump in there. It's little bit. The natural cannot explain it. Thank you. Thank you. Even, even the note flew. Can I see supernatural? Super, and suddenly, all the animals that were born, they were they were for Jacob. I can't explain. You can Again, what can you say about this? I don't know. Other than, he's a covenant child of God. Any covenant child of God in the house? Can't you see that it's working out for you right now? In spite of the session of famine? It is what you know. Know that the Lord of God, he is God and is a faithful God. He keeps covenant and mercy for generations. Generations. Pastor, why are, you saying, why are you doing this? Because this is the law. When I say law, not law as in legalism. This is the principle. Or this is the main principle of the kingdom. The main, the main principle of the kingdom. The very foundation of the kingdom of God. Shall we rise? Can you see that you have no excuse anymore? You're on earth. See, productivity is everywhere. Creativity is everywhere. And most of you are a covenant child of God. He will bend even the natural law to produce for you. Hey, uh, I heard it clearly in my spirit, man, and I just heard it again now. I said, what? God is... No. See, see, see. It's not changing the very powerful and influential men and women of our time, no. But it's raising a new generation. And I'm just wondering if that could be you. Whether you could be part of them. I don't know about you. The names we hear today will still be, but fresh names are coming. But they are for people who know their God. They know. They know. <laughs> Come on, give him praise. Supernatural harvest. Supernatural. Supernatural. 
He said, those who sow in tears, they will reap in joy. Yay, hey, hey. Those who go continually, bearing precious seeds, crying, say, you without doubt, you will come back. And you'll be carrying your sheaves on your head. In the name of Jesus. So, are you, are you with me? Are you qualified for this? If you are qualified, let me hear amen. Now, what qualifies you? What exactly qualifies you? You are a covenant child of God? How do you know? Because of the blood of Jesus and because you are now a joint here with him and because now you are born again, you are a member of his household, you are now part of this. Oh, mashallah, ba ba ba. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. It says, Now Christ has redeemed us from what? The cross. Uh-huh. Come on, go ahead. As it is written, Cursed is everyone that hung upon the tree, that the blessings of Abraham will what? Come upon us Gentiles. Hey, hey, as we live here today, let things begin to happen to you positively. Let pleasant surprises begin to define your part. Let the light start to fall for you in pleasant places. Unusual favor, unusual wisdom in the name of Jesus. You will see your children's children. They will be bigger than your children. Who will be bigger than you? In the name of Jesus. Where you wept to achieve, your children will laugh to achieve. Your grandchildren will be dancing to achieve. In the name of Jesus. If your life is a source of glory to God, much more your children. Much, much more your grandchildren. And so shall it be in the name of Jesus. Let's give him praise. We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Dukoya, please contact us at the Fountain of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries, Off Town Planning Way, Ilukoju, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you. God bless you.